Hello, everyone, and welcome to Drew's CFB Podcast. I will cover college football's latest rankings, Heisman votings, along with my own top 25, and share with you guys my opinions on this college football season. And it would be maybe twice out of the week, maybe week-to-week basis, maybe Monday after that week uh, has played. Uh, but I hope you enjoy the show as much as I enjoy making it for you. Now, let's get it started. Right now, what the heck is going on in this college football world? Um, I, I, I guess we'll just start off with uh, conferences. And first, we'll start off with the ACC. Now, in the beginning of the season, if you were to ask me who will I choose from the ACC to win, obviously, I'm either choosing Clemson or North Carolina. But that is just simply not the case this year. What happened, Mac Brown? What happened, Sam Howell? What happened, Dabo? And what happened, DJ? Now, this has really upset my preseason top 25 and my predictions for the college football playoffs. I really thought Clemson I had Clemson on my number one. Either Clemson or Oklahoma. But we'll get to Oklahoma in a little bit right now. Now you have Wake Forest and you have NC State as the only two. Oh, actually, and Pittsburgh as the only three in the top 25 from the ACC. That's because Pittsburgh barely joined the top 25 this, uh, this past weekend. But what kills Pittsburgh right now is that loss to uh, Western Michigan, I think. I think it was a very close game. It was up in the 40s. But if you want, the ACC was up for grabs as soon as you noticed Clemson was not scoring as much as their offense should have. The ACC is up for grabs. I mean... What, Clemson only has one conference loss, and that's to, uh, that's to NC State, I believe. That's one conference loss. Then they got that other loss uh, on the first game of the season versus, uh, versus Georgia. Only scored three points. And they only allowed three points uh, defensively. Yes, the score was 10-3, but that was a pick six by Georgia. We'll also get to Georgia in a minute as well. Then you have North Carolina on the other side, which I had absolutely high hopes. And people had them either before Texas A&M or a little bit after Texas A&M in the beginning of the season. But what happened? You, you, They fell. I think it was uh, that's either first game or second game versus Virginia Tech. They just simply could not get it rolling. Obviously, Sam Howell was he, not the fault of that loss, but he did not contribute to that game at all. I mean, he's the best deep ball thrower in, in college football, in my opinion. And he was also a Heisman candidate at the beginning of the season. Now he's not there. North Carolina's not there. Clemson's not there. DJ's not there. Now, who is going to take that mantle away or the throne away from Clemson? I mean, Clemson's already almost off. Clemson still has to play. Uh... Jesus, who do they have to play? They still have to play Wake Forest. And Wake Forest is in the. Top 25. They have yet to lose a game. Close games, yes. 
but they have simply not lost. I mean, they're finding ways to win. And Sam Hartman, if anyone uh, used to watch uh, QB1 or the lights, really, really happy for that guy. And finally seeing him thrive as he plays for Wake Forest this season. Like I said, the ACC is just, I mean, come on. It's, they're a good conference. They're a great conference at that. But they're just no SEC, Big Ten, Big 12 in my opinion. Now we move on to the Big Ten. What a pleasant surprise by the Big Ten this season. They got five in the top 15. Four in the top 10. I mean, they, they even had Wisconsin at the beginning of the season. In Wisconsin, I don't have no clue what happened to them as well. But, I mean, you have Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State. And this past week, you had number two, Iowa. I mean, they fall. They fell. And you also have uh, Purdue as well. The Big 12 has exceeded my... What's the word I'm looking for? My predictions, I guess. You can go with that. Uh, what only hurts Ohio State is... Not really hurts them, but is their only loss to Oregon. And also, we'll get to Oregon in a second. We'll actually get to my entire... My top 25 uh, towards the end of this episode. Ooh, it's just the there's a lot of matchups in a couple of weeks on the 30th, October 30th. You have Michigan and Michigan State. Everyone, mark your calendars. Please mark it. Because that's going to determine whether if Michigan's a fluke or Michigan State's a fluke. I mean, they still eat, they still have to play Penn State. Both of them still have to play Penn State. Both of them still have to play Ohio State. And it, it's crazy where this lines up. I think Michigan State also has to play Purdue towards the end of the season as well. Uh, there's a lot of great teams in the Big Ten. At the beginning of the season, uh, Maryland was up there. In that, in that first quarter and a half versus Ohio State, it looked like Maryland was going to give Ohio State a run for the money. Obviously, C.J. Stroud does it again. Back-to-back games with five touchdowns in each game, zero interceptions. I mean, 10 touchdowns in two games. This is the Ohio State we were looking at at the beginning of the season. I mean, defensively, I mean, yeah, sure, they made some adjustments uh, beginning of the season. I mean, during the season. But, I mean, Ohio State, it's it, it just, I have no clue. Penn State, they're winning that game in Iowa if Sean Clifford does not get hurt. Now, what does that mean for Iowa? I mean, after that, that win, they go to two, right? They lose against Purdue. And per- obviously, Purdue is not a bad team. I think they're 5-2, they're 4-2. and, two, four and two. Um, I mean, but Purdue still has Ohio State and Michigan State to play. I mean, they could be... I, I don't know if you could say that Purdue could beat either of those teams. I mean, they beat Iowa at Iowa. Kinnick Stadium. I, I say the best one that they could beat, or the best chance that they have beating is Michigan State. Michigan State, yes, they do have Kenneth Walker, who is just tearing it up this season. Top five Heisman. 
simply just top five is as well as CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud has exceeded my expectations. That was the one I was looking for earlier. Uh, I had watched the spring game uh, back in spring, and I just felt like uh, Jack Miller should have been the story, but I mean, CJ's just <laughs> showing me up right now. But in my opinion, number one in Heisman should be Bijan. Uh, Bijan Robinson's just tearing it up this season, and I think that's the, the secret sauce for Texas to win, to win any of those games versus Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma, and if you take it back to that Arkansas loss, if you put Casey Thompson at quarterback, Texas is winning that game. They're also beating Oklahoma if B. Sean gets his carries. They're beating is it Oklahoma State if B. Sean gets his carries. I'm not saying just rely on You have weapons all over for Texas. You do. Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, Jordan Davis, my only defensive player on this list. Pretty sure he's on everyone else's as well. He's leading this great Georgia team. Now let's move on to the SEC. Another year for SEC. I mean, you have Auburn, Texas A&M, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Bama, Georgia. I mean, a few weeks ago, you also had Arkansas. Like, I don't, I don't think the SEC is just ever going to slow down. They will never slow down. Alabama is never going to slow down. Heck, even after Nick Saban leaves, even if he leaves, I don't even think Bama is going to slow down at all. Georgia, they're... they're they are simply the number one team in the United States right now. Four top 25 wins. Four of those wins in the 15, in the top 15. And those four teams, on average, Georgia has only allowed them to 6.5 points per game versus top 15 teams in the SEC. That is just remarkable. I mean, uh, Shoot, what's his name? JT Daniels. I mean, if he's leading this team, if he doesn't get hurt, maybe they're, they're putting up even monstrous numbers. But even at Stenson Bennett, a quarterback, he is just being smart with the football. He's making plays with the football. All you have to do if you're Georgia is just run the ball. Zamir White has 400 yards. And by the way, he leads the team with that. They still got uh, Cook. Dalvin's younger brother, who is a great receiving back, great running back. I mean, he's a leader. He's a natural leader, and but he's a running back. You split those car- uh, those carries with Milton as well. I mean, there's just no way you're stopping Georgia. I mean, I don't know if Georgia thinks they're invincible, because if you think you're invincible for a second, you're just going to let your guard down. Look what happened to Bama a few weeks ago. But to me, I don't think Georgia's ever going to lose. This is the LSU of 21, except not do they not do they have the best offense they have the best one I mean you can make the argument for Georgia or either Iowa for the best defense of the nation Georgia's caught it I mean that first game versus Clemson 
only three points allowed. Three points allowed. Yes, Clemson's offense is not the best this season. Not the best they've ever been under Dabble Sweeney. But three points allowed? And a pick six? Ten sacks recorded in that single game alone? Georgia. Dear God. 67-0. Vanderbilt. 38-0. Arkansas. 30-13. Kentucky. And I think it was 35, 31, 38 to 10 versus uh versus Auburn. Georgia, I don't think they're ever gonna stop. Now we move on to my number two, Cincinnati. If you keep winning the way you're supposed to win, you're in the playoffs. There is no doubt about it. You beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame and you beat Indiana at Indiana. Yeah, you found ways to win. Slow games, both both of them. But Desmond Ritter, he's he's really putting a name for himself in that Heisman conversation as well. But I think the only trap game for Cincinnati is SMU. And that is their biggest task on their schedule. That is their biggest threat up to this point. I mean, obviously, Notre Dame's a better team. You beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a better team than SMU. But SMU probably still has to be. It's It's... I think it's in November, early November. It's an early November game. But that is Cincinnati's biggest threat. Then we move on to my number three, Ohio State. Like I said, C.J. Stroud is in stride. And their offense is just looking absolutely great. They have, honestly, in my opinion, or others will say this as well, they have the best rooms in college football. They have the best running back room, one of the best running back games you can make the argument for Georgia maybe Texas A&M probably no not probably but they do have the greatest wide receiver core in all of the nation they do and like I said if Ohio State gets past Michigan Michigan State and Penn State I mean they're simply in and then they have to play the winner which is probably Iowa or Purdue on that side of the Big Ten, they're in the playoffs. Now I got Bama at number four. I mean, Bama is still Bama. I mean, they showed you the way they dominated Mississippi State. And, I mean, they still have Auburn. And they play at at Auburn, at Jordan-Hare Stadium. almost forgot what it's called. The Iron Bowl. They still have the Iron Bowl to get through before they even think about an SEC championship game. Because if they lose against Auburn, they'll be tied with Texas A&M. If Texas A&M wins out, they'll be tied with Texas A&M with two losses on that side. Then at number five, I have OU. The way they, they finally, or should I say, OU has finally found playmaker at quarterback Spencer Rattler you were great top 5 Heisman beginning of the season during the season you were not making plays Mr. Rattler yes you're very efficient you're making I mean check downs and all that but where were the big plays for OU the entire season everyone was waiting on that freshman Caleb Williams enters the game in the Red River rivalry showdown 
versus Texas. And this offense is just all of a sudden explosive. I mean, they are going to hit it, and I think they're still going to hit it. I mean, they, they still have to play uh, Baylor and Oklahoma State, which they'll get by. They will. There's no other way around it. They will get by them. Number six, I have Penn State. But, again, Penn State, they're winning that game versus Iowa at Iowa. At Iowa. If Sean Clifford does not get hurt. Winning that game. And if Sean Clifford is healthy. I mean. This, this offense is just dangerous. Defense is dangerous. Big 10. I mean they still have to play Ohio State. Michigan and Michigan State. Which by the way. Michigan is my number 7. And I have the same thing written down here too. They had to play Michigan State. Penn State. And Ohio State. Which brings me to our number eight slot, which is Oklahoma State. Three top 25 wins. Or they have a trap game this week versus Iowa State. In the beginning of the season, people had Iowa State winning it and going to the playoffs. That's not the case this year. Already two losses. One against Iowa. Looks bad on the resume. And they still have to play Oklahoma as well. You're not getting by that one. I don't think your defense is just that great. For you to stop a high-powered offense in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, you be physical at the line of scrimmage and you run that ball under Lincoln Riley. What does that leave? Play action over the top with your best playmakers. Simple as that. Caleb Williams, he can run the football. He can run it. Number nine, I have Oregon. You have UCLA this week. You win it out, you're in. Yes, you do have that loss. Hurts, but you do have the best win in the season versus Ohio State and in the horseshoe at Ohio State. I think that's the best win in the season so uh, so far. Eh, Texas A&M, A&M had the 12th man on their side. I'm not being well. I'm an A&M fan. I'm will not be biased, but A&M had that on their side, which is 12th man. Number 10, I have Michigan State. Same thing. They have to play Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, Purdue. (laughs) Those are four top 25 teams. Three in the top 10. Can Michigan State win it? We'll see. Kenneth Walker, top Heisman candidate. Then I have Ole Miss at 11. You have a trap game versus LSU. Look what happened to Florida this past weekend. <laughs> Four interceptions for LSU in that game. And they still have to play Auburn and AM. Which, I mean, if Matt Corral is Matt Corral, and if Matt Corral is as good as he says, can he win with that one loss to Alabama? I don't, I don't know. If, okay, let's see. Let's say if Bama loses to Auburn during the season, Ole Miss wins out. Ole Miss is in the SEC championship game playing against Georgia. Now, that's one matchup I would love to see. A high-powered offense versus a high-powered defense. Can that happen? Maybe. But, I mean, trap game versus LSU this weekend. They still have to play Auburn and Texas A&M. Now, at my number 12, I have Notre Dame. 
they honestly they have the toughest non top 25 schedule remaining which is pretty weird to say but Notre Dame has struggled a lot this season beginning of the year at Florida State but slow start to Wisconsin ended up blowing them out their only loss is to Cincinnati which is number two right now can, can Notre Dame find help by any one of these other teams to get them inside the playoffs, to sneak them in? Because either Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, all they're going to be like one loss, two loss, maybe even three loss teams, moves them up. Oregon, you have to win out. It doesn't mean you are going to win out. Can Notre Dame find a way to get back? OU, can you not lose? Can you beat Baylor? You beat Oklahoma State. Yes, you can. But it is college football. And anything will happen. At number 13, I have Iowa. I said it last week and I, I, I told uh, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, I told Justin Morales. Um, I told him, Iowa's offense is the issue. I told him, or I actually said it already. Penn State is winning that game with Sean Clifford. And quarterback, because Iowa's defense is probably the best defense. You can make the argument for Iowa or Georgia, but 16 interceptions. They lead the nation and tw- in the turnover margin with 16 interceptions this season. This season's not even done yet. Most teams don't even get to 16 interceptions in the season. I mean, Iowa, you probably have the best defense. If not, Georgia, but make the argument. And 14 and a half, Coastal Carolina. We're now, you're in a New Year's Six Bowl. You keep winning games like you keep winning them the way you've been playing them. I mean, there's no other way around it. You're in the New York Six Bowl. You're playing on New Year's Eve or New Year's. Obviously, New Year's Six Bowl. 15, Wake Forest used to have to play North Carolina, NC State, and Clemson. Like I said, Clemson, they could still have to make a run for the ACC championship. I mean, they're 4 and 2, 5 and 2. And they aren't even ranked, I believe. Uh, number 16, I have UK, which is Kentucky. Can they make a New Year's Six Bowl? I mean, their schedule is pretty light, in my opinion. Oh, they're on, uh, on the east side for uh, the SEC. Can they be an 11-1 team? Or make a possibility of a what-if they... I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to make the playoffs. There is a slight chance that they may find help getting them close to that top four and breaching that. 17 out of Texas A&M could easily be 7-0 right now with no losses to Arkansas or to Mississippi State. Uh, Like I said, I would not be biased, but Texas A&M, they're winning that game versus Arkansas if... Haynes King does not get injured. They're winning that game against Mississippi State if Zach Calzada is not scared to throw a ball. Yes, they beat Alabama. I'm as happy as I can be with that. First first win since Alabama, since 2012, ever since Johnny Menzel was there. I think the final score was 29-24. 
goal line stand, the Shazer ever at the goal line, interception. But Texas A&M can easily be 7-0 with that defense. My lord. I mean, I really thought <laughs> that Texas A&M was just going to be was just gonna be that team. I, I knew they were going to be Bama. I knew it. I said it all season or even before the season started. People call me crazy. And looks like I'm so crazy because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they beat Bama, but what did, at what cost? I mean, Jimbo Fisher pulled off his hat, all the tricks off, off his sleeves, pitched the perfect game, called the perfect plays, and once now that game's over, they're playing like the same old Texas A&M Aggies, start losing, even though they just beat Missouri this week, and which, by the way, uh, actually looked into it, Missouri gave up 400 yards rushing versus Tennessee, and I saw, I knew A&M was going to have the season high in rushing, and they did. 284, splitting both carries with Isaiah Spiller and Devon A-Chain. Just run the football, and you're great. You're good to go. I mean, Zach Calzada, he's a great quarterback. He really is. Great arm talent. I think he needs to set his feet a little bit more, go through his progressions, Keep calling, save in the pocket. That's what you're best at. You're best at throwing the football. Do it. Now, number 18, I have North Carolina State. I mean, they should have Wake Forest in North Carolina. I think the only losses against Mississippi State, which kind of hurts the resume a little bit, but I mean, you went out. You're in the you're in the clear for the ACC. 99 Baylor, surprisingly 6-1. Only lost Oklahoma State. We still have to play Oklahoma and UT. I mean, yes, I do see them losing against Oklahoma. Can they beat Texas? Yes, they can. I mean, Texas, like I said, you went out by having Bijan get its carries. 21 have UTSA. I think uh, the actual rankings have them at 24, but I put them at 21. Uh, the only other teams that could really locked them out is UTEP or UAB I mean UTSA looking great <laughs> Kalichi Nuwachiku uh, he's a great defense player um, 22 I have SMU really the only thing that's marked on their calendar is Cincinnati Cincinnati sitting at number 2 like I said for Cincinnati SMU is their biggest threat SMU you have the upper hand you're 6-0 right now yeah, you don't actually, you actually don't have the upper hand, but SMU, I mean, who knows? Uh, that's one for everyone to mark on their calendar. 23, I do have Purdue. They had to play Ohio State, and they also have to play Michigan State. Can they win? I mean, you're 4-2. Can you win? Gets Ohio State? No. Michigan State? Maybe. 24, I do have Pittsburgh. Uh, I think there were 25 on. I think there are 25 on for regular rankings. I think. But they have trap games all over. I mean, the only thing that hurts them right now is that one loss versus Western Michigan. Uh, 25. 
uh, of San Diego State. Everyone mark your calendars because they do play at Nevada and it's a November game, it's a night game. Be ready. I mean, San Diego State is the best team in the MAC West. They really are. They're undefeated right now, but like I said, at Nevada, November game. And I also forgot to mention my number 20, which is Auburn. And Auburn still has to play Ole Miss, Texas A&M, and Bama. Or did I mention that? Maybe I did. I don't know. Look at all those teams that are named. Some of them, you're thinking, this would have not happened during the season. A&M's beat over Alabama. UTSA being ranked for the first time in its program's history. Baylor being 6-1. North Carolina State and Wake Forest being the top dogs in the ACC. Five teams for the Big Ten being in the top 25. Actually, six, I think. Purdue. Iowa. Michigan. Michigan State. Penn State. Ohio State. Six teams. Top 25. And, I mean... I said it last year. I thought I really thought Georgia was going to win last year, but it really didn't. I said that the past two times. I also said Oklahoma. Oklahoma was my number two in the beginning of the season because I really thought Spencer Rattler was going to get things going, but he really didn't. Gets benched. Caleb Williams, you're a star now. So, uh, I really do not have anything else to say, but just... What a great season we are having so far. And I look forward on watching more games this entire weekend and devoting my time to that because college football is just great. It's so great. The things that happen, the things that we see, the things that go on, uh, like the nonsense that happened at uh, Neyland Stadium in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, what was it? Uh, Tennessee fans throwing stuff at Ole Miss players, throwing stuff at Lane Kiffin. Which, by the way, if you did not know, Lane Kiffin was uh, the head coach for Tennessee back then. Uh, I want to say 2009? 10? 2009? 2010? I do not recall. But, I mean, Ole Miss got the win. They did. Which was a really tough one because uh, the way Tennessee was playing, Tennessee was very... Very, their offense has been way better this season than they have the previous season. What else has happened? Uh, Kentucky. I mean, people did have Kentucky to being a winning team, but no one saw them to be the way that they are being Florida, being LSU, the way they manhandled LSU. The worst loss, the only loss, Georgia. I mean, what else? I mean, people, I really do know Carolina was still going to continue winning. Uh, I think McCall is his name, quarterback. He's just torching up secondaries in the conference, you would say. Or I think the Sunbelt Conference, actually. Yeah, Sunbelt. Who else? Kenneth Walker stepped up. I don't really know who he was. Bryce Young is so efficient. He's, he's a great quarterback. Just... There's a lot to go around this season. And there's plenty more of it. But uh, hopefully soon I get to have uh, people to talk with. And because there really does not.
not seem that fun to be talking alone, but honestly, this has been great. <laughs> it's been really great. Uh, I guess I will do uh, either polls, maybe even questions to get people more people more intact and to get a lot of people involved in, into this. And this isn't really... This has been something I've been wanting to, to share, which is my thoughts on college football. Uh, there's a lot more to talk talk about. Honestly, I have a lot more to talk about, but it's just I don't even know where to begin because I have no questions to answer. If people are asking me questions, I am answering them. Maybe not even answering them, which doesn't make sense at all. But this season off the chart it's been great did not expect Iowa to be where Iowa is or their defense to be the way their defense is did not expect Oregon to beat Ohio State over there in the horseshoe did not expect Michigan to have a quarterback Cade McNamara looking utterly incredible did not expect Spencer Rattler to do as bad as he's doing I can't say he's doing bad but I can't say he's doing the best for Oklahoma either. Caleb Williams, you are the answer to OU's offense. Bama, you're still Bama. Ohio State. CJ Stroud just needed to get his feet wet. He got it wet versus Oregon. Now look at him. Cincinnati, I did expect them to win out, honestly. Where am I at? Purdue. I mean, Purdue, they're always upsetting people, I'd say. It's just there is a lot of stuff that goes around college football. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed me listening to my top 25. But, but yes, but yeah. Honestly, I do not know what else to say. But I appreciate you guys coming to uh, my podcast and listening to this. Uh, college football uh, obviously I'll be giving more details more this is just the first episode episode just to get my feet wet kind of uh, thank you everybody I hope you enjoy this as much as I enjoy talking to you hope you guys have a great morning great afternoon or even a great night this is Andrew from Drew's CFB podcast which is also also brought to you by Temple Fit. At Temple Fit on Instagram. Follow follow Temple Fit on Instagram. If you can, please and thank you. Well, good night everybody.